When the general public sees a firefighter, they see someone who's highly trained to complete life-saving tasks in very dangerous situations. What they don't know are all the ancillary skills that firefighters might be trained in. Yeah, there are some ways to outwardly identify this, like paramedic, TRT, and hazmat with patches on our sleeves, but the general public typically doesn't know what those patches even mean, and that's okay. What's important is that there are trained specialists ready to perform at any given moment. In today's episode, I'll talk about a few of the different specialist certifications that are out there, how we should each seek to become a specialist in something, and some ways that we can foster the desire to be the go-to person for at least one specific thing. If you're currently on the job, then you know that people will oftentimes stop us in grocery stores while we're shopping or any other time that we're out in public, whether we're doing inspections or like a pub ed event, whatever it is. They may make innocent comments like, what's for dinner or who's cooking tonight? And other times they might make some snarky comments like, my taxes pay your salary and I don't want to see you shopping on the, at the grocery store on my dime and all of that ridiculous bullcrap. When people are uninformed, they typically have some anger based on the misinformation that they harbor. So how do we combat that? Do we get in that person's face and scold them, or do we continue to allow them to berate us? I've seen captains take both of those approaches, but isn't there a middle ground? A woman came up to me in the grocery store one time and made a comment about how she saw the, quote, paramedics on the ambulance show up after the fireman when her neighbor called 911 and how she thought that was strange and it seemed backwards to her, especially since there was no fire. I could have not engaged further and just told her, oh, that's odd, have a nice day, or, you know, brushed her off or whatever. But instead, I chose to take that opportunity as a teachable moment and help add clarity to her understanding. I explained to her that all of us on the fire truck are EMTs, but not all of us are paramedics, and that there's a difference. Not in rank, but in skill set and responsibility. I showed her that the patch on my arm indicated that I was a paramedic and that was an advanced specialization that more and more of our organization or more and more of the members of our organization are acquiring. She was all smiles and had no idea that there was even a difference in EMT and paramedic. She had no idea. And you'd be surprised about how many people out there truly don't understand that there is a difference. She engaged in asking more questions about what it is that we do and how we operate. And I had a great conversation with her about all the different specializations that we have within our organization. She said, I'm so glad that I talked to you about all of this because I had no idea about anything you just told me about. <laughs> 
I see her from time to time at the grocery store, and I give her a wave and a smile. And she's all smiles. And she even stopped to tell me one time that she told her friends all about the things that I shared with her in regards to the different specializations that we have within our organization. This is what got me thinking about talking to you about the different specializations that are out there and pose the question, what are you a specialist in? First, let's define the term so we're all on the same page. Now, Merriam-Webster defines a specialist as a person who specializes in particular occupation, practice, or field of study. And since I'm not a fan of using the word I'm trying to define in its own definition, (laughs) we'll say that a specialist is someone who you'd go to for a specific thing. For example, if there's someone in your family who makes quilts, you'd go to that person if you wanted to learn how to make a quilt, right? Or maybe if you needed a patch job, I don't know. But you know that that person is knowledgeable and capable, right? So now that we've cleared that up, take a moment and think about the thing or things that people come to you for. Is it your knowledge about rope systems or EMS protocols or how to operate reporting software or like EMS field software? Think about what it is that people come to you for. Typically, it's something that you enjoy doing. This is mutually beneficial because if it's something you enjoy doing, you can really dive in and become the specialist in that thing, becoming a resource to the people around you. You become an increased asset in regards to that specific topic or talent. When I personally reflect on this, I can think of a few different things that people have come to me for in the past. So let's talk about being a paramedic for a second. Even though that's not all that rare anymore, I'm still a specialist in that thing. I'm a certified paramedic. And side note, one thing that I want to make clear here is that just because you are knowledgeable in something doesn't mean you have any clue on how to teach it effectively. That's a talent all on its own. And to assume that you can teach something just because you have a working knowledge of it is pretty asinine, to be honest with you. Not everyone can teach. And I think you can all agree with me on that one. We've all been subject to the the monotone person who's either been assigned or voluntold, (laughs) right? Voluntold or volunteered themselves uh, due to their overinflated ego in thinking that simply because they've done something for years, that somehow makes them able to teach it. And so what they do is they'll sit there and they'll just do death by PowerPoint, right? They'll just read the PowerPoint off verbatim as if that's somehow teaching something to somebody. Not true. Anyway, getting back on track, little side note, sorry. Being a paramedic isn't a rank, and it doesn't mean that EMTs are beneath me or somehow more lowly than me and therefore are my servants. That, my friends, is an asshole way of thinking. Being a paramedic is a certification of skills and knowledge and ultimately increased liability. I'm expected to know the updates of the EMS protocols that I operate under. I'm expected to be able to perform the skills that come along with the certification. I'm expected to be able to write a report in a clear and understandable manner. I'm expected to be able to give an accurate and effective report to the nurses and doctors that I deliver patients to. If we're on a scene and the patient needs ALS intervention, it's expected that I will A, know what needs to be done, and B, am capable of performing those tasks. The certification 
establishes that expectation. And the same can be said for people who are TRT, HAZMAT, or ARF certified. For those of you out there who might not know what any of those mean, TRT is Technical Rescue Technician. HAZMAT means that you're a hazardous materials uh, certified specialist. And ARF is the acronym for Aircraft Rescue and Firefighting. So just to give you an idea or a little bit of insight there, clear that up. These are all certifications that come along with expectation, typically a salary increase, as well as increased liability, and probably a cool little patch on your arm. But what about other certifications and specializations that don't necessarily come into play when responding to emergency calls? What do people come to you for in the downtime? Do people come to you for a better understanding of ropes and knots? Are people on your crew always asking about the food that you cook? And do they come to you to learn how to cook better? Do people come to you to learn how the software on their new phone works? There's got to be something that people come to you for specifically. I'm sure you've already, I'm sure you're already a specialist in something and maybe you just don't realize it yet. My goal in this episode is to help you see what that thing is and encourage you to embrace it, exploit it even. Like become the authority in that thing. Maybe people come to you for help with fitness and nutrition. So why not become certified in those things and become a resource for your organization? Maybe you're really into wildland firefighting and want to be your organization's go-to person for all things wildland. Maybe you're super interested in communication systems and department radios. Why not become the authority on that thing by becoming certified and therefore becoming a specialist in radios? Certification isn't particularly required to be the go-to person in regards to something, but if you're already excited, focused on, and passionate about that thing, then why not become the authority on it through certification? My challenge to you this week is to identify or find that thing that you're passionate about or that people already come to you for and harness it. Forge it into something that helps you become the resource, the go-to person the specialist in that thing. Over 10 years ago, I wasn't happy with my personal level of fitness. I'd always been able to perform, but I didn't like the way I looked and I really wanted to hold myself to a higher standard. So I did all kinds of research and testing on myself when it came to nutrition, supplements, workout regimens, and I completely elevated my level of fitness along with my aesthetics. As I was making these big changes and people were seeing me amp up my game and focus on that specific thing, they would ask me, what am I doing to achieve my results? So I'd help them. I'd tell them. I'd show them. I'd invite them to work out with me. Then I figured, you know, I've done so much work in this arena. Why not become certified for it? So I took the test and became a certified personal trainer through the American College of Sports Medicine. And as we all know, You can't outwork a crappy diet. So I also took an online course through Precision Nutrition and became a certified nutrition coach as well. Now I'm an official peer fitness trainer with my fire service organization and am the resource for people who may need some help tightening up their belt. It's an incredibly humbling experience to be able to help the people that I serve with become better versions of themselves and I take great pride in doing that. And it's something I'm also very passionate about. So 
it doesn't have to be forced. It's not something that uh, I'm going to lose interest in, right? I'm taking advantage and exploiting that passion to provide value to the people that I work with and my organization as a whole. And then as a result, the people that I serve. So my question to you is, what are you a specialist in? Share it with those of us in the group by clicking the link in the show notes or visit www.facebook.com slash groups slash Ignited Firefighter Podcast Community. You can also connect with me on Instagram and Twitter at IgnitedFF. I really am encouraging you to engage with me, engage with those of us in the group. Some of you have reached out to me personally, and it's my priority to get back to you quick. I don't like it when I reach out to someone and they left me on a red receipt for like days or weeks. I'll get back to you quick. Like the definition of me being responsive at work is that I get things done quickly, right? That I'm responsive. (laughs) So I make it an effort to make sure to get back to you guys and answer your questions quickly. Um, I, I encourage you to also engage with everybody else in the group as we share the things that we are specialists in. Maybe it'll let somebody know in the group that you're the resource for that thing and they can reach out to you. This is the great thing about the the podcast community, the the Facebook group, guys. This is This is the great thing about the Facebook group that we can all connect, we can all reach out to each other, we can all support each other and do it the way that the brotherhood is supposed to be upheld in the fire service, right? We can create it ourselves within the group. So please join the group. I'd also ask you guys to do something very specific this next week. As you listen to these episodes, pick one specific episode that you would like to share with someone. Someone maybe has come to your mind and you're thinking, oh man, this person would really like this episode, or I was just talking about this to this person. Share the episode with them. Hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share it with somebody. This helps us grow as individuals and it helps each other grow as we share our knowledge, but it also helps the podcast grow. And so that's a win for everyone. Thanks again for listening. And until next time, if you see a need, own it and take action. Be the ideal firefighter you would want on your crew. Be ignited.